No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where the prophet Habakkuk prays that God would revive his work and remember to show them mercy even in his time of wrath. Habakkuk offers a hymn of praise that he will rejoice in the Lord no matter what happens. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell concludes Habakkuk chapter 3 on Simply the Bible. Habakkuk had been troubled over the dark and dismal conditions he observed in Judah. So he complained to the Lord. God told him that he was going to bring the Babylonians against the nation. Habakkuk then questioned how God could use a nation more wicked than them to punish them. So God revealed to Habakkuk that after Babylon punished Judah, the Lord would destroy Babylon. Even though the people of Judah would face difficult times ahead, the just would live by their faith. God then ended his revelation with these words. But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silence before him. Habakkuk now moved from complaining and questioning to worship, as we often do when we have a true vision of God who is high and exalted. Habakkuk responded to God's revelation with a prayer and a hymn of praise. We continue in Habakkuk chapter 3. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet on Shigaonath. O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. Now, Habakkuk identifies himself here again as a prophet on Shigonoth, he says. So, the meaning of this word is unknown, but it is thought to be a type of psalm since Habakkuk would give his prayer and hymn to the chief musician at the end, we shall see. Now, Habakkuk was afraid after receiving such an awesome revelation from the Lord, so his first petition was that God would revive the mighty works that he had done in times past when he first delivered Israel from Egyptian bondage. His second petition was that when God visited the nation in his wrath, as God said he was going to do, that he would remember mercy. His questions now having been answered, Habakkuk intercedes for God's glory and the people's welfare. Revelation in our lives often leads to worship and to petition. God came from Teman, the Holy One from Mount Paran, Selah. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand and there his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence and fever followed at his feet. So Habakkuk now just begins this prayer and he says that God came from Teman. Now Teman was a desert oasis in Edom, but it might also represent the entire region south of the Dead Sea. From this area in the south, God performed many wonders as he led his people into the promised land from Egypt. Having said this, he then says Selah, which is an expression in the Psalms meaning to pause and to think about it. When God appeared then on Mount Sinai, his brightness emanated from the top of the mountain with brilliant rays of light spreading out in all directions. God's radiance revealed his glory, but we also see that it would veil his power. 
In the wilderness, he appeared to the children of Israel as a cloudy pillar by day and a fiery pillar by night. But this restrained his glory so that the people were not consumed. Habakkuk then said that pestilence went before the Lord and fever followed at his feet. We think of the ten plagues that God visited upon Egypt by which he delivered his people. And as for the fever or burning, the top of Mount Sinai was charred by the fire of his presence. He stood and measured the earth. He looked and startled the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills bowed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of Cushan in affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. So as the Lord stood on Mount Sinai, he shook the earth, he startled the nations, he scattered the mountains. Mountains will collapse, but God's ways are everlasting. It's like what the Lord said, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall never pass away. And God is from everlasting. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Now, Cushan and Midian were the nations on either side of the Red Sea who were thrown into anguish and fear when they saw all that the Lord was doing for Israel. O Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea that you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows, Selah. You divided the earth with rivers. Now, God smote the Nile with the plague of blood. He parted the Red Sea and then piled up the waters of the Jordan River so the people could cross. He used these bodies of water to demonstrate his mighty power. Habakkuk also pictured the Lord riding on horses in power with chariots of salvation for his people. His bow was made ready. Uh, He called for arrows to come against his enemies. And so he shows himself here as a man of war on behalf of his people. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of the water passed by. The deep uttered its voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of your arrows they went, at the shining of your glittering spear. So again, the, the, the deep spoke and lifted its hands, probably a reference to the Red Sea parting. Of course, when Joshua came into the land of Canaan and was making war, uh, he asked for the uh, sun to stand still, and it did. And uh, so the sun and moon stood still so uh, he could bring vengeance on the enemies of the Lord. And then there was the light of God's arrows and his glittering spear. And so all of this just speaking here of God conquering the nations, the seven nations on behalf uh, of Israel. You marched through the land in indignation. You trampled the nations in anger. You went forth for the salvation of your people, for salvation with your anointed. You struck the head from the house of the wicked by laying bare from foundation to neck, Selah. So God marched through the land in indignation, giving victory to Israel. He went forth for their salvation for salvation with your anointed, Habakkuk said. Now, I believe that was a reference to Jesus Christ. You'll recall that Joshua uh, saw a, a man with an outstretched sword and said, are you for them? Are you for us? And he said, neither I am 
for the armies of heaven. And, and I believe that was Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And so uh, God sent him for salvation. You struck the head from the house of the wicked. So bringing down these mighty uh, giants, laying bare from foundation to neck, the fortified cities, just devastating their walls from the foundation all the way to the top. You thrust through with his own arrows, the head of his villages. They came out like a whirlwind to scatter me. Their rejoicing was like feasting on the poor in secret. You walked through the sea with your horses through the heap of great waters. And so again, just speaking of God, just thrusting through the head of those who were over the, the various villages and towns. And then he says that they came like a whirlwind to feast on the poor. I believe this was a reference here to Pharaoh coming out like a whirlwind against the people, thinking that he would just feast on them. And yet they walked through the sea with their horses, through the heap of great waters. This was sort of the climax of Habakkuk's uh, account of God's great works. And so as they passed through the Red Sea, then Pharaoh and his army, of course, came through and they were drowned. And all of this to show what God had done in the past. And he's calling for God to once again revive his mighty works on behalf of his people and show the nations just what God can do. Verse 16, when I heard my body trembled, my lips quivered at the voice, rottenness entered my bones and I trembled in myself that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. And so as the Lord revealed all of these awesome things to Habakkuk, he trembled when he heard them. This was often the response of God's prophets uh, when they received such a great revelation. But he also realized that he would now be able to rest in the day of trouble. He was anxious and complaining at first. And now, you know, he knew that things were going to get actually worse with the Babylonians invading. But he would be able to rest in the day of trouble because he knew that God was in control, that he could trust in him, and that God was ultimately going to bring good from it all. And really, this is the secret of being able to find peace, even in difficult, dismal, dark times, is if we know what God is doing, if he has spoken his promises to our hearts through his word, then, then we can rest in that, even in the day of trouble. Verse 17, though the fig tree may not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Now, Habakkuk is describing just the worst things that can happen. Remember, he started out just seeing only bad going on in the nation. And so here he's bringing it to the nth degree. So the crops all fail. The livestock is all cut off. Just imagine everything going wrong in your life. Anything that could go wrong, going wrong. You lose your job. Maybe somebody close to you dies, you get sick, whatever, you name it. Just the worst things that could happen. And yet, he said, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. He didn't say, I will rejoice in the circumstances. You can't always rejoice in the circumstances, but you can rejoice in the Lord who is sovereign over your circumstances. And we can rejoice in the God of our salvation because he will ultimately save those who trust in him. And, and though Habakkuk had started out pretty depressed here, the circumstances had not changed at all. In fact, 
Now he was more aware of even worse circumstances that were going to come down the pike. But Habakkuk had changed because his vision of God had changed. And now he realized what God was up to and God was going to bring him through all of it and still uh, save the people and save him. And so in that he could rejoice. And, And that's the whole key here. We can't change our circumstances, but we can choose to trust in the Lord and rejoice in him despite our circumstances. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet and he will make me walk on my high hills. And so uh, we think of the feet of a deer, how sure-footed they are up in the mountain crags. They don't fall. And so he said, even though I'm up in these difficult places where I must walk through them, I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to stumble because uh, you make my feet like the deer's feet. And you make me walk on my high hills. Habakkuk had started low in the pits, in the valley, but God had brought him now to a high place of faith. And and that's how it goes. If we will take our questions, our complaints, our uncertainties to the Lord in prayer and wait upon him and and just lay it out before him and trust in him and listen to him, uh, then he will turn those very things into avenues of growing in faith and being able to walk on our high hills, uh, the mountaintop experiences of our faith. Then he finally ends to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. Again, giving it over to God as a song of praise. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. We're happy to announce that we're building a new facility in Southwest Meridian. For more information or to give toward this project, please visit calvarytv.org slash building project. That's calvarytv.org slash building project. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast. Tomorrow we will return to the book of Isaiah, where the prophet warns Jerusalem about impending judgment, but he also looks forward to future glory. We hope you'll join us as we teach through God's Word on Simply the Bible.